Hey, this is Tim from Kalamunda Church of Christ, and today I hope that this podcast blesses you. If you are wanting to know anything more about our beautiful church, why don't you hop online and head to our website at kalamunda.church. Another, it talks about where it came from, faith, promise, giving, and it talks about the biblical um, precedent for it, and it really has encouraged me so much so that I just want to read uh, a conversation with God that a pastor by the name of Oswald J. Smith uh, had. Uh, very interesting. So I'm actually going to read if that's okay. It's not long, but I couldn't do it. I could, I could try and memorize it, but I wouldn't do it justice. Uh, this guy says, this pastor says, let me tell you how God taught me to give. It was a lesson that has remained with me to this day. I had been a pastor in a large Presbyterian church, shout out out to all the Presbyterians, church in the city of Toronto. One day I resigned and finally I became a pastor of a church that that knew how to give in a way that I had not known. I commenced and the first Sunday of January when he started, um, they were holding their annual mission time for focusing on missions. I knew nothing about a mission convention. Um, I'd never been to one in my life. I didn't know the first thing to do, so I just sat there. I just sat on the platform and watched. The ushers were going up and down the aisles, giving out envelopes. Presently, to my amazement, one of the ushers had the audacity to walk right up the aisle and hand me one, the pastor, one of the envelopes. I sat there holding it in my hand, and I can still remember that moment as if it was yesterday. As I held it, it read this. In dependence upon God, I will endeavour to give toward the mission work of the church dollar amount during the coming year. I had never read such a statement before. I did not know that morning how God was going to deal with me and teach me a lesson that I was to never forget and this lesson that I would teach to thousands of people and churches all around the country in years to come. I started to pray. I sat there. And this is his prayer. Lord God, I can't do anything. You know that I have nothing in my pocket. This church only pays me $25 a week. Obviously a while ago, this one. $25 a week. I have a wife and a child to keep. Uh, Anyway, I have a wife and a child to keep. We are trying to buy a home and everything is sky high in price. Sound familiar? All that was true. The First World War was on. I know that, said the Lord, speaking back to him in his heart, obviously. I know you are only getting $25 a week. I know you have nothing in your pocket and I know you have nothing in the bank. Well then, I continued, that settles it. I don't have to give and I cannot give anything. That's it. Then the Lord spoke. I will never forget it. I am, he said this, I am not asking you for what you have, he said. You're not asking me for what I have, Lord? Then what are you asking, I replied. I'm asking you for a faith offering. How much can you trust me for? Oh Lord, I exclaimed, that's different. How much can I trust you for? I knew nothing at all about a faith offering. I had never given such an offering in my life, but I knew the Lord was speaking to me. I thought he might say $5 or perhaps even $10. Once in my life I had given $5 for a mission, and once I had even given $3, but never more. I almost trembled as I waited for the answer. So he's sitting there praying. Presently it came. I'm not going to ask you to believe that, he says, I'm not going to ask you to believe that God spoke in an audible voice, but he might just as well have done so. It was scarcely, I was scarcely conscious of the congregation as I sat there with my eyes closed, listening to the voice of God. God was dealing with me that morning, though I did not realise it at the time. Then he spoke. 
$50, I exclaimed. Why, Lord, that's two weeks' salary. How can I get $50? But again, the Lord spoke, and it was still the same amount. It was just as clear to me as though he had spoken in an audible voice. How I ever paid it to this, I do not know still to this day. All I know is that every month I had to pray for $4, and every month God sent in some miraculous way the $4. At the end of the year, I had paid the entire amount of $50. But this is what I want to make clear. I received such a blessing. There came to my heart such a fullness of the Spirit. It was such a thrill that, I paid the, when, I paid, that when I paid the final amount, I realised it, it had been one of the greatest experiences of my life. So great was the spiritual blessing that had come, to, come on to me uh, because I had given the faith offering. I had trusted God for a certain amount. I had given it in a scriptural way that the next year I gave $100. And from that day to this, I have been sending on thousands upon thousands of dollars, dollars to the bank of heaven. If I had waited until I had it, I never would have given it because I never would have had it. But I gave it when I didn't have it. I gave a faith offering and God honoured it. Isn't that awesome? I love that. I love that. Um, and, and that really, that, that, that picture... That story paints what it's all about, what faith promise is about. Um, he, would, he would often say, Oswald J. Smith, when he would preach to people, he'd often say this question all the time, have you ever in your life given a faith offering? It became the theme of his, in a way, life and message. He, he took um, faith promise giving to many because he knew the blessing of what, not what it did in money, but what it did in ministry and what it did in hearts and what it did in faith. Faith promise is more about faith than it is money. Um, the pioneers of early faith promise believe that this giving method originated with the Apostle Paul and they referenced it to 2 Corinthians in chapters 8 and 9. They also referred to this type of giving as grace giving because they were not giving out of what we, they have or we have, but out of the grace of God, which we always receive grace through faith. It's by grace you have been saved through faith. It's by grace we receive. So the uh, grace giving is when you say to God, God, how much do you want to provide through me to this mission in the, in the next year? What would you like to provide through me? It's not about what I have. It's about what I'm trusting you for. And all I've got to do is be faithful to be a channel to release it. And who knows that God loves to give seed to the sower. He loves to supply sowers with more seed. If he sees someone he can trust, he's like, there's a channel I can work through and he's got faith and he will give seed to the sower. But let's read 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 8 and verse 1. And um, I didn't bring it, did it? That's okay. And it says this, And now, brothers and sisters, we want you to know about the grace that God has given to the Macedonian churches. Notice that the grace that God is giving. Paul's writing to Corinthians, the church in Corinthians. Corinth, and he's saying, giving is a grace which God bestowed upon these believers at the churches of Macedonia. Grace giving is something that God does through them, he's saying. It's a grace, this grace he's talking about. Because you go to verse 7 and it says, But since you excel in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in complete earnestness and in love, we have... Uh, 
and in love we have kindled in you, see that you also excel in this grace of giving. What grace is he talking about? He's talking about the one from verse 1. This grace that he bestowed upon the Macedonian churches was that they were able to give. So, so, so where I'm going with this is that over the next month, from July 30 to August 20, we're going to be focusing in on our mission field. And here's what it's all about. Our local mission field starts first. Our youth mission, our kids' hope into Wollaston mentoring, our chaplaincy support, youth care that we support here in Kalamunda. And by the way, we are one of the generous churches that support youth care in this area. Um, and um, our busy bees, the, the, what Nicole runs, that is outward focused on Wednesdays for playgroup, for people that don't actually come to the church. Our mission areas, and we want to see this expand because this is our Jerusalem, and I believe you will never get a huge building without a healthy foundation. So I don't want to go to India. I don't want to go overseas right now. I want to build a healthy foundation here and now locally so that we can build a massive building. So that then out of this we can go, hey, look, we are faithful at home. We are faithful with our backyard. We start in Jerusalem. We start with our marriages, with our families, with our workplace, with our jobs, where we go to work. I want to be a missionary here first. And out of that, we'll expand and go to the ends of the earth. We are having, like last year, Compassion coming and speaking in the later parts of this year. So we believe in going overseas for sure. I know there's many people here that sponsor children and we want to um, really uh, champion that. And I think that's important. And we want to go, when we do launch out from our healthy foundation here, we want it to be God-led, spirit-led, with a sense of his touch on it. So we, we, this mission, this faith promise that you're giving towards, what's it going towards when we give it over on August 20th? It is going to build a foundation. And so that the youth can't just go to one school, but they can get a team eventually to go to all the schools. <laughs> So that we can have, I know the, the mentoring program that um, Megan and Mel are running at Wollaston, they would love more mentors, especially male mentors. We need some men. You're going to hear about that over this month. But it's going in and making a difference in the lives locally on a missional focus. Uh, all ministries should have a missional focus. But some of our ministries are actually, we're recognising, no, that is mission and it shouldn't be in our regular operations budget. We believe it should be a faith promise because we want to build faith and mission. And so that's a bit of a context here. But Paul says, hey, this Macedonian church, they, something happened here. Um, there was a grace for giving. And let's read on um, in verse 2. And it says, in the midst of a very severe trial... Their overflowing joy and their extreme poverty. This was poor churches. They, they didn't have anything. Welled up in rich generosity. It says that out of deep poverty, these churches were not in a great place. Um, the price of donkey fuel was inflated at the time. Um, the, even you know everything was going up. They were struggling. The cost of living. But in their circumstances, they had got grace. To give, see, that's where this comes from. They weren't giving out of what they had. They were saying they got grace upon them through their faith to be able to be so generous out of where they are at. So I want to encourage you this. Faith promise giving is not for wealthy people. In fact, in the book, it actually talks about it's harder for wealthy people sometimes to exercise in this because it's actually people with not much that find it easier to exercise it. Because we're not asking, what do you have? We're asking, would you pray and seek God for what he wants to do in your life? We don't need necessarily more money. This isn't a cry for money. This is a cry for faith and provision. 
It's the heart of it. I hope you're capturing and will capture over this next month the heart of it. I'm excited because I can't wait to see what it does in my children's life. I can't wait to encourage my three kids to sit together as a family and pray and say, hey, this time next week, we're going to pray again and talk. And I want you to tell me, what do you think God wants to provide through us or maybe through you? And maybe God will put a figure on your heart and, and, to say, is, and, and to get together. Man, that will grow our faith because I don't know where it's coming from and I'm not meant to know. Does that make sense? God wants to give it through us. It says this in verse 3. So they gave even where they were at. For I testify that they gave as much as they were able, here we go, and even beyond their ability. That's called grace. Beyond your ability. Entirely on their own. They urgently pleaded with us for the privilege of sharing in this service to the Lord's people. They gave beyond their power because that's what grace will always do in your life. Just like the widow of Zidon in 2 Kings, once she started pouring it out, God just gave more and more and more. In the book, there's a story, the author of this book about his eight-year-old son. Um, and his eight-year-old son was praying about this faith promise giving when they were doing it in their church. And um, he says this, he shared with me his son, Benjamin, eight years old. He shared with me before that he felt that the Lord wanted him to give $2 a week. Now, you need to understand, Benjamin didn't have a job. He was eight. He had no means of getting those dollars. Uh, we didn't give allowances to our children. Um, they didn't have any way of receiving any money at all. So I instructed my son that he could not get any of my loose change out of my dresser these days, ashtray. Um, and he said, I understand. So he was happy for his son to make this commitment, $2 a week, but you're not getting any money. Like we, You've got to trust God for this. And his son said, yeah, I want to pray and trust God. That afternoon, our church bus, bus driver, Brother Jim... Uh, came to me and asked if it was all right for him to get Benjamin to sweep out the bus every week for him and that he would pay him. The bus was located on our church property and, would be much more and it would be much more convenient for Benjamin just to go outside where the bus is parked and sweep it out. I told him there would be no problem at all, so we called Benjamin over and I told him that Brother Jim wanted to ask him something. Jim said, Benjamin, will you sweep out the church bus for me every week? I've decided if you will, I'll pay you $2 every week. It was the same amount that he'd committed to the faith promise, $2. What a coincidence. Absolutely not. God answered my son's prayer. What an experience for our son to have. Yes, the children can participate in faith promise giving as well. Isn't that cool? Because it builds faith as we work towards August 30. Verse 5, and they exceeded our expectations. They gave themselves, catch this, they gave themselves first of all to the Lord and then by the will of God to also to us. See, so, sorry, verse 6. So we urged Titus, just as he had earlier, made a, made a beginning to bring also the completion, this act of grace on our part to bring the collection. I love this. They actually gave themselves first. It's a surrendered self. It's from a surrendered heart that you'll get a surrendered hand. You hear the story about that guy that got baptised and he said, look, when you go into the baptisms of water, you're surrendering your whole life. You know, your old life is dead. You're coming up, new life. You're dead and buried. And he said, no worries. He said, went in the water and they pushed, put him in the water and they, and they, they realised he's got his hand out and he wouldn't put his hand under. He's holding his wallet. He's like, no, you can have every part of me, but not that part, Lord. I'm just not baptising. But when God gets your heart, he gets your hands too, yeah? There's, no, there's never a, a bad time to be generous. It's, it's just... It's just never. It's just how God has wired us. He's so generous himself. Where our treasure is, our heart will be also. Verse 7. Here we go. We're finishing down to verse 8. Uh, but since you excel in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in complete earnestness and in love, we have kindled in you. See that you excel or abound, another word, in this grace of giving. 
speaking of how they did it. He's encouraging this other church. Man, these Macedonians, they had grace come upon them to give, and it wasn't out of their ability. It was out of God's grace. Verse 8, I am not commanding you. So I just want to say that. You don't have to be involved in this, even if you're part of the church. You don't have to be involved. We're not commanding you. It's an invitation to see what God wants to do in your life and also in the life of the church to build that foundation, to keep seeing what God is doing and to see it expanded in such bigger ways. I'm not commanding you, but I want to test your sincerity of, the, of your love by comparing it with the earnestness of others. For you know the grace, I love this, every message, every sermon should come back to one person and his name is Jesus. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus, that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, so that you through his poverty might become rich. Jesus, our example, said, man, I want to I just, I want to bless you so much that he was willing to come as he did to the cross as a human and give his life for us. Faith, promise, giving. God started it, actually. He sent his son, he sent a promise of forgiveness of your sin and my sin. And he's waiting upon your faith to trust in that. And he's looking and hoping that his faith promise will see the fruit of what he wants. Hey, mission starts here. Just a couple of thoughts before we close off over this series um, that, you'll, that you'll be hearing more of. I just want to give an introduction this morning. And my heart is really starting to get excited for this next month. I hope yours will too as we build this mission focus. Um, just a couple of things. What a faith promise giving is not, I think it's on the screen, number one, it is not a pledge between you and the church. Uh, the faith promise giving is not a commitment between you and the pastor or you and the church. This is not something you'll be held accountable to. This is not something we'll be following up to say, hey, because it's anonymous. And it's between you and God. Faith promise giving is between you and God. No one else needs to know what God puts on your heart, how much you give. Uh, if you want to share, I believe we'll get to sharing testimonies about it and we'll hear what God has been doing for sure. But it's not a pledge between you and the church. Number two, faith promise is not a tithe. This is not your regular giving. This is, this is different because uh, this is a grace giving. This is saying to God, I'm not asking about what I have in my hand. I'm asking for your grace for how much you want to provide through me, not right now, but over the next 12 months. How much could you provide through me for the, to the end of the financial year in June next year? So it's not tithing. It is separate from that. It shouldn't affect tithing at all because it's grace giving. It's coming through from heaven to you in ways that you don't know that God's going to do. And you're trusting him for it. Um, Grace giving, as I've said, is, not, is for every person. It's not about financial status. It's whether you want to grow your faith status. Uh, it's about trusting in him. So what it's not, well, what is it? Faith promise is giving by the grace of God, as we've seen, trusting God to give through us for the cause of his mission. It is gospel-focused. It, it, it is gospel-focused. It is about his mission in the world. Um, it's an organised, purposeful approach to mission giving in the church and faith promise is something that can involve absolutely everybody. So hey, lastly, last slide, how does it work? Number one, it's prayer. It starts with prayer. That's really the key. So I'm inviting you now to, to, to be in prayer for the Lord for this. And as you hear about more, if you haven't had a look or read, please read the Faith Promise booklet out in the foyer or it's online in our weekly emails to understand more about where it's heading and what it's all about.
Um, how it works, get your family involved. I've already said that, talked about that. Uh, then make a commitment once God gives you what you're believing and trusting him for. Between you and him, make that commitment. Then on Faith Promise Sunday on August 20th, which just falls after the youth conference, by the way. That's the Friday and Saturday youth conference. And then on the Sunday, we've got Pastor Steve McCready from Riverview Church coming to speak into faith and living by faith. And um, finishing that whole weekend off. And that week, we're going to be taking up um, what we call our faith um, card, faith promise cards. On these cards, you'll write down anonymously, just write down, through trusting God, I believe he's going to provide through me to the mission of Kalamunda Church this amount. And there'll be a tear-off slip. And you take one half and put it on your fridge so, or put it wherever you want so you remember that what you're trusting God for. And the other part will go into the collection, we'll take up and we'll get them all together. And then the following week, we'll announce how much that we believe God is going to provide through us, um, through the life of our, our church, through the next coming year for this faith promise, if that makes sense. Team can come back up now. And so... There will be, again, it'll be anonymous. You don't need to write your name on it. We're not going to follow it up. This is between you and God. It's, a, it's not a weird thing, a religious thing. This is a thing to trust God and see him grow your faith, just like the Macedonian churches, how he did there. And then what do we do after that? Watch and respond. As God supplies, you release. As God provides, you give. Give it through. And uh, that, however, he might do that through miraculous ways that we're believing for. So I'm going to close off in a minute and pray for us. Um, if you're with us this morning and maybe your first time, second time, third time here, um, this is a real message sort of in the life of our church. Um, uh, this is not an obligation thing. We're asking you to give to us or anything like that. This is something to grow our faith. I hope it's made sense to you and can even bless your life. But I want to just finish by, by giving you uh, a few moments just in silence while the music's playing to close your eyes if you're comfortable. And just in this moment, Surrender to the Lord and maybe ask the Holy Spirit. And in your own way, pray a prayer that says, Father, do you want me to be involved in faith promise giving this year here at Kalamunda? And if you do, I'm going to trust you to lead me. And that is our desire, Father, as we're in this attitude of prayer, Lord. I'm just asking now that you would lead us and guide us. Father, we thank you that this is such an exciting time, not just because we're on mission here, but it's your mission. And we know that you want to see us move in mission. We know that you want to grow this church, Father, to be going all over the world. And Father, our heart is to start here, to recognize what you're already doing, what you're breathing upon, and to expand it, to grow it. I want to thank you, Lord, for what we're seeing already, for the baptisms, for the salvations, for the, for the wonderful ways you're moving. I thank you that this church, Lord, is a church where people are finding water to drink when they're thirsty spiritually. Father, would you help us to seek you this month and say, what would you have me do? And I pray for every person here, every family here, that they would not be obedient to obligation, but they would just, just be obedient to you, that they would really hear from you, Lord Jesus. Would you stand with me? Would you stand? I'm going to speak a blessing over us as we finish. I'm going to hand back to Nikki. She's going to dismiss us after 
taking us into a bit of worship and then I'm going to open that. We've got our prayer team here today. We love to pray for people and we're going to be down the front on the sides and that side if you need prayer. But maybe you're here this morning and you'd say, you've never given your heart to Jesus. You've never said yes to Jesus. Well, this is your opportunity this morning. I'm going to pray a prayer and I'm going to ask everyone just to pray this prayer after me if you're comfortable to. Would you close your eyes and pray this prayer? But if you've never said this yes to Jesus, this is your opportunity to say it out loud. Why don't we finish off by praying this prayer together. Say, Dear Lord, I come to you today so thankful for your salvation. Thank you that you save sinners, even one like me. Please forgive me of all my sin. Thank you for dying on the cross. I believe you rose again. I ask you now, come fill my life. Holy Spirit, fill me with your power that I may live for Jesus all my days. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, I just speak over every person this morning, especially if they prayed that for the first time, that they would have boldness to come and tell uh, myself or one of the leaders or someone they came with to say, hey, I prayed that prayer today. I gave my heart to Jesus. Would you help me walk this out? Father, I thank you for every person here. I speak a blessing over them, Father, over marriages, over children, over families, over school starting again, over all of their lives, Father, their workplaces, their businesses. The blessing of God be upon them, Father, that your power be in them and that we would just see you move miraculously in our lives continually, I pray. And everyone said, Amen. Thanks, Nikki.